Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Kicking off week two of the NFL season. And uh, I have to say, Wiz, uh, week one was a extremely painful experience. Yeah, it was a lot of... Uh... A lot of disappointment, uh, you know. See, just putting aside fantasy football for a second, just with the Jet fans, and, and neither one of us are Jet fans, but, man, there was so much stuff and excitement and uh, electricity, I guess would be the perfect word, uh, surrounding the Jets and opening night and uh, Aaron Rodgers running out on the field with the uh, flag was, uh, was spectacular, but, uh, wow, did that turn on a dime so quickly with that injury and the... Uh, Usually in a situation like that, you very rarely see like the other team get out to a lead and then lose the game. But the Jets, you know, despite how they were feeling and the Bills having a lead in the game, actually came back to win. I'm not, I'm not sure if I want to give credit to the Jets. I mean, I, I, they deserve the credit, but my goodness, I know we talked about this. Josh Allen just seemed to hand them that game. So um, big win for the Jets. Uh, but I think the story, I know the story, Aaron Rodgers, four plays out for the year. Yeah, it's, you couldn't, you couldn't write uh, a more kind of tragic ending for, for something that was so anticipated for, especially if you think about the lead in with the way hard knocks went and kind of the way he was portrayed. I think, I think many fans that weren't even like, Aaron Rodgers guys, if you will, you know, kind of, kind of turned a warm cheek to him, if you will. I, I think Rodgers showed you that he's emotionally invested in this team. I think he will be in, emotionally invested in the team going forward. I think it'll help uh, Zach Wilson. Zach, Zach looked a little bit more uh, poised, aside from that one interception that he threw. This is a team that's going to count on their incredible defense and strong running game because Brees Hall certainly came out with. Uh, with a, with a vengeance uh, after that injury. So I, I think that's the way they're going to play it. If you looked at the personnel breakdown, they were, had two and three tight ends on the field a lot. So this is going to be a different makeup. Uh, I, I guess for Jet fans, they're looking at that also from a half-glass-empty standpoint. Could you imagine if we had Rodgers for a whole year with this running game and with this defense? But nonetheless, they don't. Um, I think there's a lot of disappointment out there. You mentioned, you mentioned uh, Josh Allen, four turnovers, just a disgusting performance uh, by him. Uh, we have a lot of teams that weren't expected to start the year off as poorly as they did, uh, particularly Seattle, who looked awful. Obviously, the Bills are 0-1, Kansas City's 0-1, the Giants lost 40 to nothing. It was a horrible start to the season for them uh, on a rainy night uh, at MetLife Stadium. So a lot going on, tremendous amount of injuries already that we're contending with uh, as we're getting ready for tonight's Thursday night game, which is the Eagles uh, hosting the Vikings. But yeah, you know, through week one, Wiz, you're already kind of managing a, a lot of different stuff from from players that a lot was expected of. You know, Aaron Jones pulling up lame, Christian Watson not on the field yet. Uh, Eckler, we don't know what his, what his situation is. Deontay Johnson's going to be out a while. So, yeah, lots happening. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some pickups. We're going to talk about, about the game tonight, uh, and that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, brace for a very long season if uh, week one is any indication. Yeah, but listen... The season does move on, and we're going to move on, and we're going to help people move on. So let's get right to it here with a wave of wire pickup. So let's, why don't you help some people out here? They had Aaron Rodgers. Um, certainly is, you know, a lot of people had them as, as a starter for the, for the fantasy team for not only week one but for the year. 
who should they be looking at? What's the thought process with Zach Wilson? Is he a priority add in terms of quarterbacks that are most likely? How are you viewing week one waiver wire quarterbacks? Yeah, so you know, it depends on your league setup, right? Whether you're a super flex league or a, a league where you don't have to keep two quarterbacks. So there's a lot of different variables that, that go into decisions. Uh, I would say this. Of the rookie quarterbacks, Wiz, I thought Anthony Richardson looked the best of all the rookies. So if he happens to be out there on a waiver wire, I, I think that's a priority for certain. Uh, his his running abilities uh, is a big part of it. Uh, we talked a lot about the Packers before the season. Uh, we felt confident about Jordan Love. I don't think he should be on a lot of waiver wires. Uh, if he is, I would go grab that player. Uh, I'm, I'm a Sam Howell fan. I think you are as well. I know it was a little bit of a sloppy game, but his running ability, again, combined with the weapons that they have in this offense, those are some of the guys. As far as Wilson goes, Wiz, I expect better things, but again, I think this is a team that's going to play a little bit more conservatively going forward. So there'll be a few games here and there where Zach Wilson may be able to help out, but certainly not as a as a top-line quarterback. I would have much more confidence in a guy like Richardson or Love if you had Aaron Rodgers as your first choice, that's what I would say. Uh, I think Mac Jones showed us a little bit as well with his first game under on, on Bill O'Brien. Uh, and I thought the Eagles, you know, obviously a strong defense, but they, they kept the Patriots in that game in a game that they should not have been in uh, the way it started out. Yeah, that was a strange game. I have noticed that Mac Jones seems to be above everyone else, a priority add. Um, I think Matt Stafford is a quarterback that maybe people were not high on and he could be available. So uh, when you mentioned the guys you mentioned, if Matt Stafford's out there, is he at the very top of that list uh, with the potential of Coop coming back, Cooper Cup coming back and some of those young receivers as well? Or how are you viewing uh, like Matt Stafford as compared to uh, Mac Jones? Yeah, probably pretty similar. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have high expectations for the Rams, but I would agree in their first game, they looked very good. They kind of went that platoon way at, at the running back spot. We'll talk a little bit about both that running back and wide receiver where I think a couple of those players are going to be available on waiver wires as a result. But yeah, they, they played a good ball game. Uh, I mean, the fact that Seattle was without their two tackles, they got hurt during that game. Definitely changed the dynamic of the game. In addition, uh, Witherspoon and uh, Jamal Adams not on the field for that defense. All right, let's move to running back where another team suffered a catastrophic, catastrophic injury. The Ravens, um, J.K. Dobbins just seems to be hurt, makes his way back, seems to be hurt, makes his way back. And another player um, out for the year, week one game. How are you looking at the situation? Justice Hill, um, you know, are they going to are they going to be splitting splitting carries in that backfield now? Um, you know, the eagle situation is interesting as well. Um, Gainwell seemed to be the guy in week one, but he looked ordinary to me, and he got hurt. And I just feel he's not going to be a guy that's going to be able to run the ball between the tackles. I'm interested in leagues that if Rashad Penny was dropped. I just feel he is the best running back on that team from a rushing standpoint behind that elite offensive line. If he's available, I give him a chance. But, you know, what are you, what are you looking at with the Ravens' backfield, the Eagles' backfield, um, and Joshua Kelly may be available in some leagues, and he seems to be not only the handcuff to Eckler, he was getting playing time with Eckler before he was hurt, and now Eckler's ankle is banged up. How are you – trying to parse your way through 
the free agent running backs in week two. If you're an Eckler owner, you should have had, uh, I think you should have had Kelly on your roster anyway. So if he's available, definitely uh, someone to go after, Tyler Algier, Algier as well, because it looks like the Atlanta Falcons is just going to run until they can't run anymore. Uh, the, you, you mentioned difficult situations to kind of parse through, and I think the Rams are one of them. Cam Akers did touch the ball a lot, but Karen Williams was the guy that got in the end zone. Uh, it looked to be a little bit more of the effective runner. I, I think the Eagles situation is going to be messy all year long. Uh, I would be taking a shot on either DeAndre Swift or, or Rashad Penny if they happen to have been uh, pushed away by owners who uh, got impatient relatively quickly. Uh, and obviously the injury certainly opens that door. Uh, as far as the Ravens go, is I think it's going to be a really challenging situation because you're going to see uh, Melvin Gordon elevated most likely. So kind of a three-headed monster. I'm kind of torn between who I favor between Justice Hill because he catches the ball better and Gus Edwards because he's going to be the guy around the goal line a little bit more. So those are, those are yeah, that, that's kind of, you know, it's difficult to rely on one guy there. I think a guy that kind of sparked my interest a little bit uh, who's on a couple of my rosters is Rashawn Johnson from the Bears. He could be available. He looked good in garbage time. Maybe that will lead to more playing time ahead. Uh, you've mentioned Tajay Spears before. He's banged up a little bit right now, but if he happens to be on a wave of why, if Derrick Henry goes down, look out. Uh, and Zach Moss is going to make way, way his way back uh, onto the field. It looks like Deion Jackson was uh, extremely ordinary in his first go-round as the Colts starting running back, if and when Jonathan Taylor returns. Yeah, these are difficult situations. I mean, I just don't feel that anybody is just going to get the lion's share of the carries in any of those in any of those situations. The yep. Ravens, <clears throat> the Rams, this is... This is difficult, but look, you have to make a move. And um, I just feel if you see Eckler out, you know, Joshua Kelly becomes a priority ahead because he will get the line share as it carries. Their offense is good. Um, so kind of have to wait and see. We're waiting on some news about Eckler and some other players as well. But uh, otherwise, just it just looks like a real complicated situation. Yeah, and on to wide receiver whiz where uh, a player that I actually recommended uh, and actually owned in one league before uh, he made uh, his name known very quickly, and that's Puka Nakua, uh, Puka Nakua from uh, BYU, fifth-round draft pick. Uh, with no Cooper Cup, he kind of resumed that type of role, 15 targets, 10 catches, everything you want to see in, in a debut. Uh, he will be uh, the hottest waiver wire pickup out there, but his teammate Tutu Atwell will not be too far behind. Fast guy getting down the field, 119 yards receiving last week. You mentioned Stafford already. So those two guys on the Rams uh, look like they're going to make their presence felt early. Nico Collins, I think rostered in most leagues, but if he's not, him and Robert Woods, who got 10 targets in that game, a lot of stuff around the line of scrimmage. Uh, I know that situation in Pittsburgh's a little messy with Deontay Johnson, likely to miss somewhere between two and four weeks. So if Allen Robinson or Calvin Austin are available, I think those are names that are worth a look. I don't know if people drop uh, uh, Romeo Dobbs as a result of him being kind of banged up going into week one, uh, but I think that's a player that shouldn't be on any on, on any waiver wires. And uh, Rashid Shahid, who's a player I owned last year, uh, you know, got down the field. It was uh, for, for that big play at the end of the game uh, with uh, to, to kill the clock for the Saints. But uh, you know, he was a presence in three receiver sets for the Saints, and you know, he's got some speed and uh, he's an interesting player. Those are the guys that I kind of have my eye on a receiver with. Yeah, the thing with Shahid is he's good in the situation he's in right now. But if something would happen to Olave or <clears throat> Mike Thomas, who's 
last few years he hasn't been exactly been able to stay on the field. You, you may really see something out of Rashid Shahid. So there's there's a tremendous amount of upside with that player. Nakua is, you know, he, he looked terrific. He had trouble holding on to the ball in college a little bit. He had a problem with that, but that wasn't an issue. Uh, I'm just wondering what that's going to look like against the 49ers defense and coming off such a big week. You very rarely you see these guys repeat that performance, but look, we just don't know what the story is with Cooper Cup. Like, this is not necessarily a four-week thing. This could be... true. Much longer, it could be an attempt to come back and a re-injury. So the two Ram guys, long-term, uh, Rashid, Shahid, tremendous amount of upside. And I think until Deontay Johnson is back on the field, I just think Allen Robinson the guy, is a guy who could give you four or five, six catches a game um, because I just think he's going to get probably a bunch of those targets that would have went to Deontay Johnson. So... That's how I see it, similarly to you, as far as some of those receivers go. Um, tight end, I, I'm going to have an opinion that I that Hunter Henry is probably available <clears throat> in a lot of leagues. And, boy, it just seems that him and Mac Jones have a terrific connection. Logan Thomas came to life, a player that hasn't been able to stay on the field. Dolchik seems to be hurt. So Adam Troutman is probably going to get a lot of looks his way. Um Hayden Hurst as well. Um, those guys I mentioned, anyone else? Uh, who, who are you looking at at tight end waiver wires? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think Troutman is intriguing because of the fact that Dulcich is going to be out. Uh, I've always been a Henry fan. I thought he got used and abused last year with that idiot Matt Patricia running the offense, but uh, things are a little bit different with uh, O'Brien. So I think that's a priority pickup at tight end without a doubt. I think Hunter Henry, who had 11 touchdowns in Mac Jones's rookie year should not be ignored. I agree with that. So any other thoughts on free agency? Or are we ready to move to the Thursday night? I would just say the other thing was, and we talked about the three rookie tight ends. Uh, I don't think they're on most waiver wires, but I think if Laporta, Kincaid, or Musgrave are on waiver wires, they should not be, especially if you're in two tight end leagues. I, I'm not necessarily calling them tight end ones at this point in time. I think as the year goes on, confidence will build, and those guys will make uh, definitely an impression in their rookie seasons. It's not something that usually happens for tight ends, but I think all three guys are very capable. Yeah, and I would agree with that. And Laporta showed that he was uh, already utilized in a, in, a, in a strong way in the Lions' home opener. Uh, I mean, on the road opening week at Kansas City, and um, Dolding and Kate, I think, was out there for 80% of the snaps, and I will not be surprised at all if you're going to see a much more targeted Dalton Kincaid in week two. I just think Josh Allen's going to look at that film, and he forced so many balls where he had Kincaid underneath, who has tremendous speed, and for a tight end at least, uh, yards after catch, um, can can do a lot of special things. So I would not be surprised if you see starting this weekend the Raiders um, some big games coming from Dolphin Kincaid and uh, rookie tight ends uh, all looking good, especially those three that you named. And uh, we have a game tonight. My beloved Vikings are a six-point underdog against the Eagles. They got thrashed early last season, kind of a similar spot at Philadelphia. Um, as far as the game goes, it's 6-49. and 49. 
I don't have a view necessarily on the side of the game, but I do think there are going to be points in this game. Um, I just think like that Eagles offense is going to do some things against Minnesota's defense. And I, I think Minnesota, when I look at that game last year, they didn't have Hawkinson. They had Irv Smith. Um, they didn't have an explosive second guy. Thielen was the second guy, and now they got Addison. I, I think their offense is more well-equipped to handle against that Eagles defense, who I think we talked about going into the Super Bowl and this year, in my view, a little bit overrated. So as far as the game is concerned, I'm like an over 49. What say you? Uh, yeah, I like over. Uh, I think if this game was on a Sunday, that, that over-under would be maybe two points higher. Uh, I, I think the Thursday is factoring into the that, that line being around 49. Uh, we know a lot of games finished under on Sunday. I think, uh, I, I want to say it was Sunday and Monday. I think 11 of the, I want to say it was 11 of the 16 games went under this weekend, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I, I think that's something to pay attention to. But I do think if this game was on a Sunday, Wiz, that that point total would be two points higher. So I like the over in this one as well. Uh, I would agree with you. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm staying away from the minus six though. Same here. And I have two player props that I absolutely love this week. Uh, and I'm going over double dipping receptions, yards, both tight ends, T.J. Hawkinson and Dallas Goddard. Uh, like I said in that game against the Eagles last year, the Vikings did not have T.J. Hawkinson, but Irv Smith and Munt, who really are like the second and third string tight ends, uh, caught seven to 64. He's over 49 and a half. He's going to go over that total. Dallas Goddard, 46 and a half yards receiving. He took a bagel last week. No catches, one target. I know Jalen Hurts is going to try and make that right this week. He had 5 for 80-something, uh, 5 for 82, or 5 for 84 last year against the Vikings. So I'm double-dipping on the two tight ends in this game, TJ Hawkinson and Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I'm a Goddard owner in a couple of leagues. Uh, the bagel didn't sit well with me, but uh, I, I would agree. I think they'll do uh, they'll rectify that this week. Uh, I did do a Hawkinson play, Wiz. I, do, I did a Hawkinson uh, to score in this game, plus 245. Uh, so that's the that's the one bet I made on Hawkinson. Uh, as far as uh, two other over uh, over unders on prop bets that I made in this one, uh, I know people uh, get a little gun shy about Kirk Cousins in prime time and what have you, but uh, they're going to have to throw the ball to stay in this game. I believe uh, I like over one and a half touchdowns for uh, Cousins in this ball game, and I'm going to take a bet on uh, DeAndre Swift making some noise in this game with uh, over 35 and a half yards rushing. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I was tempted to do it for, with both Swift and Penny, but I'm going to take it with Swift over 35 and a half yards rushing was. I hear you on Swift. I'm not sure about the usage on carries. I'm not sure how they're going to, you know, get the ball to him, but I really like Rashard Penny in this game. I, I think like he's a guy who's been one of the league leaders in yards after contact. When you combine that with probably the best offensive line of football against a defensive line that can, can get shoved around, um, yeah, I think I think Penny is is the play for me. We'll see what his usage is in his game, but if he gets eight, ten carries, 
he's going over that 30 and a half. There's absolutely yeah, no doubt in my mind. That's why I said I'm tempted, on, I'm tempted on either one of them. I haven't placed the bets yet. I'm tempted on either ones. You may be swaying me away from Swift and onto Penny. I also want to see if, if Penny's going to be active, right? Because he was not active last week. Yeah, DraftKings Tra- already has Penny's lineup, and they usually don't do that with a player that's going to be inactive, but you're never quite sure. The thing with Swift, I would probably – I didn't see what his total yards are. Uh, 54 and a half. Yeah, that's one I'd probably feel better about with Swift. And I'm going to tell you somebody, if, this, if the Eagles get – if the Eagles get a lead in this game, I think you're going to see more of Tyson Chandler. Uh, and I'm looking at his his numbers for this game. Um, it's just laughable. Over four and a half receiving yards, over 12 and a half rushing yards. So uh, that, that could be a player, uh, depending on game script, that you could feel pretty good about in this game. And uh, I don't know. I just think like Alexander Madison is okay, but uh, – He's not somebody that's going to keep the other running back off the field the entire game. So uh, I'm looking at some of those guys that um, the, the usage is going to be the question. Like if, Tyler, if Tyson Chandler and Rashard Penny get in there, I really like them. But my main bets for the game are the two tight ends. I, I think both players, Hawkinson as well as Goddard, are going to have big games tonight. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Wiz, enjoy the game. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. First Thursday night game on Amazon Prime. That will be the case. So Al Michaels uh, and Kirk Herbstreet will be doing that ball game. Hopefully a better start because most of those Thursday night games were real duds last year. And I'm hoping that that's not the case uh, for this particular one. So make sure you're listening to us. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Wiz, enjoy the game. Good luck to your Vikings. And uh, we will speak again later in the weekend. You got it.